You are a major league umpire. And because of COVID, just about everything about your job has changed. Now, part of an argument is you got to put on your mask and stay socially distanced. You can't get toe-to-toe in these arguments. How often do you need to get tested? How do you get from city to city? How different are things between the white lines? Today, we find out. I'm Dan Schulman, and this is A Swing and a Belt. At second base, Ramon De Jesus. At a third base, John Tompain. John Tompain has been a major league umpire for six seasons. He worked a wild card game in 2017 and a division series in 2018. And now, in 2020, like all big league umpires, his day-to-day routine is much different than it's ever been before because of COVID. John joins us today from the MLB Replay Command Center in New York City, which is his rotation for this week. How you doing, John? Doing great, Dan. Yourself? I'm doing well. Just uh, plowing through a crazy baseball season, just like everybody else. How's it been for you so far? It's been a challenge, but it's also been... Uh a new experience. And I think as a employee to the office and an umpire, it's, you know, we always kind of learn on the fly and along with the rest of the world, we're all learning together on this one. It's definitely new day to day life. But the one thing that hasn't changed is balls and strikes and safes and outs. So right. <laughs> um, kind of uh, put us back into something we know what to do every day, but it's uh, definitely a new environment. Yeah, definitely. For all of us. I know 11 or 12 umpires opted out of the season, decided that for whatever reasons, whether it's age or pre-existing health conditions, they didn't want to work this year. Was that something that you ever considered? Uh, You know, I think coming out of when this all got halted and during spring training, I think I think it went across everybody's mind. You know, you know, no one kind of knew what was ahead. And obviously your your health and safety is, you know, number one. And also for your family and, um, you know, just to keep all that in perspective. And, but then as things progressed and, uh, we started to see the protocols and the heightened awareness of, you know, the illness coming across the whole world, you know, we just, we liked the the protocols and started to feel safer and safer. And it's been amazing, you know, how well as a, a league we've been able to do yeah. uh, with all the moving parts to be where we're at right now is definitely a positive. So before the season started, you know, the public was focusing so much on the owners and players, the players and owners. Are they going to get a deal? What will the schedule look like? Will there be a season? But from an umpire's point of view, what was your communication like with baseball? What things did your group need to hear before you would be comfortable about working this year? Testing was obviously first and foremost, just because we knew that there was going to be travel at some point. I mean, they couldn't put you in your home city for however many games it was going to be. Obviously, a lot of the teams have seen a lot of the same umpires, but to think anywhere from 30 games to 60 game season to 80 game season, I mean, to go to, you know, somebody that lives in Toronto, go to Rogers Center 70 days in a row, I mean, it's just not realistic. So we knew there was going to be some travel. And, you know, as that evolved, we started to hear that the hotels were going to be, you know, kind of a centrally operated throughout you know, the office as well as flights and locker rooms and spacing that out. So, I mean, we have a health and wellness committee on our end from the umpire department and our union. So I felt like those guys really tried to think of everything that they could. And obviously new things come up day to day, but those guys really worked with the office and 
took our needs from, you know, proximity to the ballpark and whether, you know, are we not renting cars this year? Are we, you know, right. use a car service? Uh, are we close enough to walk to the ballpark? Is it a city we can walk to the ballpark due to, you know, different restrictions? So as all that got ironed out, I think the staff felt better and better about going back to work. Do you have to get tested on a regular basis? We do. We get tested every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Wow. Um, we do a saliva test that gets sent to uh, the lab, and uh, they've been really good with getting us our results. And then same when you arrive at the ballpark, you know, there's a temperature screening before you can enter. You know, I also give kudos to those guys that are mm -hmm. running that because, you know, I think there's a ton of jobs out there that some people don't want. And to think you're the person that's scanning foreheads every day. I mean, you're, you're the first to find out that someone's not supposed to be around. And right. thanks to all those people that have also been put in those positions to help this thing run. And, um, Obviously, they're trying to keep everybody as safe as possible. So you're in all kinds of different cities. The test that you get four days a week, is MLB coordinating somebody coming to your hotel to do that? Or do you have to go to a lab in whatever city you're in to get it done? It's kind of city to city. And also, you know, the time restraints kind of come into the picture because of where you're at in the country and trying to get that test to the lab. So it's kind of week to week looking at the schedule. If, you know, you have a, a Saturday game at 7 o'clock, well, you know, trying to ship anything at 5.30 on a Saturday is tough for whatever business you're using. So, you know, they've set it up where we, you know, can meet somebody at our hotel or, you know, at the ballpark at, you know, maybe earlier on a Saturday morning to make sure they can get that specimen on the move. If it's an off day and it's a testing day, yeah, it's either set up where uh, they come to the hotel to take the sample or you have to get to the you know nearest FedEx to get it, you know, in motion yourself. So much like uh, the teams themselves, your schedule is different. So, you know, for example, teams in the central divisions are only playing their own division and the corresponding division in the other league. You're from the Chicago area. So it feels like to me the umpires are primarily staying in one region as well. I know from doing Blue Jays games, I keep seeing the same three or four crews over and over and over again. Normally, you could do games in Boston or San Diego or Seattle. You'd be all over the place. But have you primarily been in the central region for this season? They've split it up, as you've seen. Yeah, you are correct. You are seeing a lot of the same faces and names come across. They split it up so the umpires are working, either working the West and you stay in the West. So those guys out, they'll work the AL and NL West and they'll work that region and that those divisions all season. And the rest of us are taking the NL and AL East and Central. Okay. So the first month of the season, just how it kind of worked out logistically, our crew mainly worked the central and um eventually we kind of made our way to the east and now uh we've seen some different teams the second month of the season so it's uh, definitely different like you said we used to go coast to coast and mm -hmm. three four days and catch a flight and uh see a different part of the country but now it's um you know you kind of see the whole division at one time is it okay seeing the same team two series in a row like that never happens that's not something that's ever happened before 2020 have you had the occasion to see the same team in two consecutive series and how does that go yeah it's um i think you know going into it i mean the only time you ever see that is spring training you might see the same team that often it's definitely a first for us you know i, I think it's been actually a very smooth transition the three times at one point this year i had you know, my last three plate jobs, I had the Minnesota Twins all three games. 
on the outside edge. He struck out the side. Three straight, one, two, three innings, a scoreless game. And that was, I mean, I think the only time that ever kind of came into the picture is when you're a triple A umpire filling in, in the big leagues. And when the spot opened, you know, and they needed somebody there, I mean, that was the only time that would ever even come close to happening. And now it's um, kind of the new norm. So, you know, I, I really feel like it hasn't been an issue. I think it's been um, somewhat of a just a seamless transition to, uh, you know, obviously it's, you know, I think it's probably healthy for everybody just to kind of work your three, four games and go to the next city. And it's worked out, I think, very well this season. Do you think, John, that both sides, like, and I mean, umpires on one side and players and managers on the other side, is everybody trying to be a little bit more understanding of the other side situation? And hey, you know, everything is tricky. Everything is different this year. We're all in this together. Is everybody trying to help each other through this when the opportunity allows it? Yeah, I think we're all in this together and we're all, you know, trying to hold everybody, you know, each other accountable. And we all want this to succeed. And, you know, I think just from even the spring training 2.0, just the, you know, how's this going to work? And then, you know, as another day goes on, you see, man, the, you know, the testing's working, the protocols are working, the, you know, everyone's trying to keep their distance. You know, you never thought you'd walk by a dugout and you see X's on the bench, you know, like this is where you're supposed to sit or players sitting in the stands. But, you know, it all kind of seemed like, wow, we're really going to do that. And then, you know, yeah, people are doing it and it's working. And, you know, during the season, we don't, usually ever you know it's just by random circumstance where we end up at the same team hotel or or have the same team back-to-back series or travel you know on a flight or a bus or you know what like you never saw the teams you know now it's like those are the only people you see there's nobody in these (laughs) cities and whether you're in the hotel elevator or the ballpark or waiting to check into a hotel i mean that those are the only people you see and we're just kind of all in it together to make it work have you been on team charters at all? I know the Blue Jays have taken umpires a couple of times from one city to the next. And, and the reason for people who don't know is I think baseball is trying to keep people out of commercial airports and off commercial flights as much as possible for safety reasons. So have you been on team charters at all? Uh, yeah, that's the only way our crew has uh, been in the air. Um, oh, okay. That's our whole schedule, the whole season. Uh, MLB did a great job. That was a, obviously a concern. That's the way we've always traveled before. We, you know, we've always you know, even worked a night game on a Thursday night. And no matter what time that game ended, we were on that 6 a.m. the next morning. We weren't, you know, we didn't have the team charter situation where, you know, we were still going to get to that city that night. So we've always been accustomed to, you know, work a nine inning game and get back to the hotel at 11 p.m. and then get up and take that first flight out. And MLB for, you know, everyone's safety and as well as ours, you know, they, eliminated the commercial travel so we are flying on the team charters or if it's a drivable trip um, then the umpire crew just um, you know will take some type of car service two three four hours down the road to the next city but the team travel obviously that's been a a huge perk for us you know I've never flown a team charter or any type of charter uh, (laughs) in my lifetime so I don't think there's anything really better than that food's pretty good huh yeah, the, you know, between the <laughs> the perks of, you know, I never never took a bus right up to the the only bus I ever took, I think was to take uh from the DFW main terminal out <laughs> out to right. a regional jet. That's right. the only bus I ever took up to the airplane. So, 
the first experience we had, we went with the Brewers from Wrigley Field. We get on the team bus after the game, and we bust it all the way to O'Hare. And yeah, the bus pulls up right next to the plane, and you get on the plane, and you get you know security wanded there, and get up on the plane, and it's you and the team, and the you know team personnel that are allowed to fly and land there, get right on the bus next to the plane again, and your room keys and to the hotel. So yeah. it's um, that's definitely been a nice comfort for everybody knowing that we're not walking through main airports and getting on airplanes and having to, you know, worry about, you know, who's on the plane with us, who hasn't been tested, who's wearing right. a mask, right. Who's not. And, uh, we're in a controlled environment. So that's been good. And the traveling secretaries have been great for us. And those are, you know, the guys that handle the team logistics when they're traveling. And a lot of times when they're on the, at home as well, but those guys have made it seamless for us to feel comfortable. And same with, I feel like the teams have been, very professional as well as our staff of just we're all in this together to right. make it work. That's great. That's a big help to keep you in a controlled environment. No names, but just for fun, has there been an occasion this year where you toss somebody out of a game and then you're on a plane with them going to the next city and you're sitting three rows away from them? Any awkward moments at all? Uh, there hasn't been any awkward moments, <laughs> um, but that probably goes through everybody's mind is, Man, these guys just saw each other three series in a row and they fly together and they stay together at the same hotel. And it's just like at the end of the day, it's our job and it's their job. And we're, you know, just like an ejection any day during the season. You know, you show up the next day, it's a new day. And it's just the professionalism. Everybody just kind of shines through. What about differences once the game starts? Like when you're on the field, how different has it been for you? You know what? I think the biggest thing I miss is just the electricity of the crowd. I mean, that's one of the biggest, obviously, other than the stadium size and the venue. I mean, coming from AAA to the big leagues, I mean, you walk out there on a Saturday, you know, Fox game at Yankee Stadium and you got the Yankees and the Red Sox and the place is buzzing. I mean, that's the big leagues, you know. Torres swings and sends a drive to right. That's back on this one and that one is good. Or walk into the Rogers Center and you just see the sea of blue just flocking there. You know, it's just like, man, you walk out there and there's just that energy in there. And and that's what I feel is the missing piece. You know, you can only try to replicate that. But, I mean, the stadium noise that they've generated has worked out better than I think any of us ever imagined. I never thought the video game crowd noise and, you know, the clapping and all that could try to fill that void and it's done its job but man it'll be nice when you know you can walk back out there and you just get that human energy in there yeah. that i think we're all missing do you wear a mask on the field when you're on i wear a mask um it's almost become second nature i mean sometimes I've, I've had the mask on so often that even when i get back to my own hotel room i forget i even have it on five minutes <laughs> into being in my own hotel room it's just been on so long our crew has just been all over it, I feel like, and it's kudos to them. And we've been trying to keep each other safe and our family safe. And, you know, no one wants to get sick. And, uh, and we don't know what it, how it's going to treat the next person. So, yeah, as soon as, you know, you walk out of your hotel room, you got your mask on. And I have my mask on until I come back to my hotel room. And working the plate, you know, that's sometimes a challenge. You know, my first game wearing it behind the plate in the regular season of this reboot uh, was a, you know, 90 plus degree day game at Wrigley. 
And I actually had to go through three different masks because it was just so hot and sweaty. You know, I was changing on masks. And then on top of that, MLB has also supplied us with like a clear shield that goes in the bottom of your mask. And almost similar to like what a goalie used to wear, you know, attached to the bottom of, you know, the neck protector, that type of material. Now we slide that in the frame of your umpire mask and then a, a surgical mask on top of that. And then, you know, call balls and strikes and don't miss any, right. <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, the job was hard in the beginning and now it's, you know, you keep adding different layers and we kind of joke before it used to be before you walk out of the locker room, because it's hard to get back there. Sometimes it's you made sure you had your cup and you made sure you had your indicator to keep track of the balls and strikes. And now it's like, okay, do I have my hand sanitizer? Do I have my mask? The checklist has gotten longer, but it's for the, you know, obviously the safety of everybody. So I mentioned off the top, you're from the Chicago area and you've done games in Chicago this year. When an umpire does games in his hometown, can he go home and stay with his family for a few days while he's there? It's, you know, it's all case to case basis based off of the health and of everybody that you're going to be around. So I am allowed to commute those games in Chicago, but prior to me going home, my family would have to test uh, negative as well. And then also I would have to test negative and as I would want to before I walked into my house, I wouldn't want to, you know, obviously show up and then bring the virus into my family either. So, but that's another thing. It's, I'm, I'm even wearing my mask at my house when I go home during, you know, this time, because I just feel like it's the best thing to try to keep everybody safe. And so the time I have spent around my family, they've seen me with my mask on Wow. and, uh, you know, my wife does the same and we just feel like it's one, we want to stay safe and no one wants to be the one to, you know, be a part of breaking the system here either. So, yeah. Well, as you said, there are so many people working on so many different levels in so many different areas to to try to get through this, and nobody wants to be the weak link. Everybody's got to do their part. And then in October, it could be a bubble from the sounds of it. We don't know for sure, but I assume you know your representatives are talking to baseball to make sure that everything works for both sides there, but it, it sounds like uh, there could be a lot of time spent in Texas or California in the month of October. Yeah, that's what it seems like. You know, I think at the end of the day, again, it goes back to getting through this and making it successful. And if that ends up being the route, you know, obviously there's games, there'll be umpires and wherever they are, we'll be there. Um, (laughs) And, uh, and if it, and we know we'll get there, you know, they got the transportation set up and all that. So we have our gear, we'll travel. And if it's in the same location, it's in the same location. Um, you know, obviously it, the NBA's, you know, we've seen what they've done in the bubble situation and um, it seemed to, you know, obviously work very well. So we'll see if that's the route this ends up going. Yeah, they don't need guys like me at the ballpark. They can do it without me, but they need guys like you at the ballpark. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I've, it's amazing. I, you know, I even think of guys in your position. I thought about it just in this past 10 days since we, you know, even talked about doing this call. It's like, I kind of almost, imagine and i i know your son is you know from our previous conversation your son's into broadcasting as well is yeah is this kind of like the broadcasters like a up-and-coming broadcasters training is like they you know what they used to do you know or what you did as a kid like you'd watch a game at home and kind of right broadcast it and um, i think that's got to be some somewhat out of the norm but maybe that's how you even just dreamed of doing this show 
Yeah. It's challenging. We're doing all the games from a studio in Toronto, whether the Blue Jays are in Buffalo or on the road. And and funny, you should mention my son. So he's at Syracuse and uh, I'm doing a Zoom call with a bunch of broadcasting students tonight at Syracuse because they're going to start doing Syracuse football and basketball games, possibly remotely and definitely without fans. And they want to know what that's like. So, you know, whether this is the temporary or the new normal, we don't know. But, you know, Again, yeah. whether it's umpires or broadcasters or players, you know everything's different this year, and and uh, we've got to we got to play by the rules. It's the only way to stay safe. Yeah, I think you know it, it makes your job difficult at times too, from not being in the ballpark because you get that feel for what's going on, and now all of a sudden you're you know hoping on audio or the right camera angle yeah. to you know get the whole picture when the ball's hit. You got to you know I mean I just. I can't even imagine doing that. So And calling walk-off home runs in a studio with only two other people sitting in the room with you and trying not to feel <laughs> weird about it. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate the time, John. This has been interesting. Glad to learn what the life of an umpire is like this year. Stay safe. Travel safe. My best to your family. And uh, who, maybe I'll see you in a bubble or maybe I'll see you next year at some point. But good luck the rest of the way this season. Thanks. Same to you. Stay safe. And uh, thanks for having me. So, not surprisingly, as we just heard, the life of a major league umpire has changed dramatically this season. Interesting to hear what John misses the most is the buzz of the crowd. I can relate. This is a good reminder as well for all of us that it's not just the players who are sacrificing and taking precautions in order to keep baseball going. Stadium workers, team trainers, bus drivers, pilots, and umpires are all working as hard as the players are to get baseball into and through October. That'll do it for this episode of A Swing and a Bell, produced by Christian Ryan. Thank you for listening. We'd love you to leave a review or a like or subscribe or tell your friends or just join us whenever you have the chance. I'm Dan Schulman.